The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly Sports Radio legend Al Morganti. Welcome in South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. Ashton Sullivan, Al Morgani here with you, and we've got 25 games remaining in this hockey season. It's a push unlike any other, and when I saw 25, I was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't feel like that, right? It feels like we still have so much hockey left to be played, and it doesn't feel like we've covered this much of the season already. Well, you've been gone. I know. I don't. I don't know where you I were. We had to make do without you. We were out of the country, I guess. Yes, I'm very busy. A world traveler. Yeah. Well, well nice. I went to Georgia. Same thing. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said. And you, while you were gone, um, not much really. I mean, not much in terms of uh, movement in the in the uh, in the standings and all. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I do think Ash and I, I'm starting to feel better about it. Like, like a little bit. A little bit uh, positive that they're gonna that they're gonna make the playoffs. <laughs> so I'm feeling a little bit better on on what's gone on, and mostly not because of the Flyers, because of the teams behind them just can't seem to win. Hundred percent. It's not like the Flyers are breaking barriers here. And I will say, I think let's go back to that stadium series mm-hmm. and that game specifically against yeah. the Devils. Where it was an incredible experience. It was so impressive that they put seventy thousand people to watch a hockey game in that degree of weather. It was so cold. And I think people were, and I get it because it's on such a big stage, it's on national television, you would have liked to see the Flyers show up and be more competitive. But in the grand scheme of things, it really is just one game. And that Devils team, they're so confusing because they come out with all these stars, they beat the Flyers' butt, and then they lose miserably to the Rangers the next game. Yeah, the Devils, they, they play well against the Flyers for whatever reason they do. But they've fallen apart. Um, they've had so many opportunities to pick up on that. Like that looked like the game, Ashton, where I was worried like, Oh man, they had a big opportunity against the Devils, and the Devils really took over the game. I thought the Devils were going to go on a run. Yeah, like yeah. why aren't they going to go on a run? And but I think it shows you like the Flyers' ability to rebound from stuff like that. And while you were gone, as they say, <laughs> so the Flyers come back, and Tortorella ran some of the really most difficult practices I've seen all year. It was like going back to the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and I, and I think what he saw was that. Your game slipped, yep. and, and you were, you know, you saw it outside, inside, outside, wherever, it wherever it is. It and so, you know, we come back, we watching Tortorella and the staff run these practices, screaming and yelling, and so I'm like, wow. Was the rope back out? The rope was not back out, but it was, uh, it was, you know, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, I was enjoying it, watching it, <laughs> and like you could hear what was, you know, you know, just screaming about things, not, not like critic, not like uh, tormenting players, but getting his point across mm-hmm. on what they had to do. So I think what they saw was, yeah, this we've slipped a little bit here, uh, and we got to get back to our game. We're going to get into it. So it was a good rebound, and then they came back, of course, and 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 won a game. Yes. But it was a, and I, but I think he was fearful of what everybody saw at that outdoor game. Like, what's happened? All of a sudden, they've lost some of their mojo. Hundred percent. And John Tortorella 
post-game stadium series was some of the best press conference I've seen all year long because it was reporters that aren't normally covering this team. So they kept pushing him on playoffs with his expectations. When did you think there'll be a lock to get in? And he was not having it. And he mentioned this game against the Blackhawks on Wednesday night, how much that game scared him because of Bedard, because of it being on the road. So I thought it was strong for the Flyers to bounce back. The third period didn't look as great. But you had Travis Konechny coming back, and I thought the Flyers really needed to handle business against a team they should have beaten. Yeah, and that's why I was. I think that's why I had those practices because he really was worried about what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, they got out of there, and the goalie played better. Much I mean, better. That, yeah. I mean, Erickson did not have a good uh, outdoor game, and I know I, <laughs> I, I really like him. I, I think he's handled the pressure really well after um, their situation that happened with Hart. It, that that he really stood tall. But they're going to need him throughout the right the remainder of the season here. So I thought it was important that, as in addition to the team bounce back, that he certainly bounced back in that game. 100%. And now you have the Flyers only one win away from matching their season win total wow. last season with 25 games remaining. So that shows you the difference in this year to last year. And we got to talk a little bit about Travis Konechny as well. He's on eight straight games with a point. And I thought this was really interesting. Post-game Wednesday after the Flyers beat the Blackhawks, John Torrell is slightly comparing Travis Konechny to Artemi Panarin, saying he's a well-conditioned athlete, best player I've ever seen play tired, talking about Panarin, and saying TK has a little bit of that in him. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a stretch because of the skill level, I guess I'll put it that way, a finishing level. But Konechny can finish the end of a shift and go with energy. And that's, that's where I think he sees – I think he wants – they need Konechny to be the Panarin. And, and I think – with Konechny, it's really it's interesting to see how how Tortorella has dealt with him from the beginning, from a couple of years ago, from a year ago till now. How he's pumping up his tires now, rather than pointing out things because Konechny points out his own mistakes, mm-hmm. so he can kind of pump it up. And I think he he needs he he needs and the team needs Konechny to feel like he's their Panarin. If you really look at it objectively, yeah. Panarin. Not the same player. Well, no, it's a, a far different animal. <laughs> um, Konechny runs on all, you know, energy and voltage, and he, and he can finish, obviously, but boy, he's got to go full bore all the time. And uh, But I think when you're looking at it, that that's what they need. They need him to be as close to a Panarin in terms of, we're in trouble, somebody get us out of here, it's got to be Konechny. 100%. And then there was a great article, and I think everyone really right now is shifting gears to, are the Flyers actually going to make the playoffs. Like we said, 25 games remaining. Still so much could happen in 25 games. I know it seems like that's not a lot, but every single night this is shifting. And I think, Al, your point, and it's so true, I don't want to say the Flyers are getting lucky because, like we said, one one way from matching last season's win total. They're so much better this year. But if any of the teams (laughs) below the Flyers in the Metro got their act together, this would be a totally different story. Yeah, especially the Devils and the Penguins. And the Flyers, you know, big weekend coming up. But, the, you know, those teams there, Washington, uh, that can still have room. There's still, I guess we call it uh, runway for those mm-hmm. teams. But it's, they're running out of it, especially yeah, the Devils. Time. It's like, what, what is going on here? You need a goaltender. I mean, I, I look at things, obviously, we're just Flyer-centric. But if I'm a Devils fan, I'm going, what on earth? I mean, what does it take? Oh, you've got to be you, 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 so you, upset. You, you've <laughs> got to do something here. I mean, you know, you've got a shot. You've got Hughes. You've got some offense. You can really go sometimes. You got to shut things down. So I mean, I, there's time and there's a trade deadline. This is I feel really good about the Flyers making it a lot because of what's going on behind them. However, man, 
these 25 games, there's only three or four games against teams that are under 500. Mm -hmm. The league's only got like eight or nine of them because of hockey 500. But when you look at their schedule, there's a lot of really tough games. And the trade deadline, if they do move people, and I think that they will, that March 8th date might be where you say, how are they going to play afterwards if it is subtraction? Mm -hmm. What's going to happen then? Yeah, I think it all depends on who you subtract. I mean, you have to look at this roster and think, if he's gone tomorrow, how much does this impact the team? And I don't think we give enough credit to someone like a Sean Walker, who's probably number one yeah, trade target. Absolutely. How much he does, especially with this Rasmus Ristol line and injury. We don't know when he's coming back. That leaves a gaping hole in this defense. But I get it in the Flyers' position. If you get a first-round pick. And Lawton. Yeah, you got to trade him. There's a couple of guys that late in the game you really, you really wonder about. Yeah. yeah, and so, I mean, that's... That is the one wild card that I see going in. Like, what's gonna, what are they gonna do? Which is really an interest. This is one of the most interesting trade deadlines coming up that I've been involved with in a long time because it's not, it's not like it used to be where we're gonna pick up to go for a cup cup run. It's what are we gonna subtract and still have a playoff run? Right. And just to get that's in. that's really interesting. It is, and and I think at times we make this bigger than it is. The glue of the locker room, like, oh, what happened? Yeah. If this guy gets subtracted. But a Scott Lawton, I go back to the story of the Squirtle saxophone song post game, which <laughs> picks up speed every time it's played. But he was that guy. He created the playlist. Like he's the guy that presses play when they win. Yeah. And I just think about how awkward that is when all of a sudden he's not there anymore. Yeah. And Ashton, you can't have it both ways. If your coach for the first three quarters of the season, when he's asked, What's, why is your team different? And he says, It's our locker room. It's so close. Well, if you take pieces away, <laughs> That's a big deal, especially for this team. So, I mean, I think that's the decisions I got to make, and I and I think they're gonna they're gonna fall on the side of the future if if it have if they get if they get really big offers for some people, and they probably will uh, with more teams that think they have a real chance to make a run at a Stanley Cup. And they've basically warned fans that's exactly what's happening. I mean, John Tortorella has, Danny Breer has that we are going with the future here, and I think that's going to be upsetting come this trade deadline but it's not a surprise i've been saying this the past three months and i credit them for that the honesty upfrontness and to the locker room as well yeah he's like it's a weird thing to have a i i i've rarely have heard a coach you know talk about the trade down one might be missing it's like a warning it's mm -hmm. like he's telling it's like you don't watch well it's like your dad you know you're gonna run out of gas if you don't put gas in the car and then yeah. you keep telling it's like be quiet <laughs> it's, be, yeah. it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and then you're on the side of the road and going damn Yep. <laughs> he was <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it was like, that's why I feel like he's warning this. And I, but I keep looking going, you know, I, I still, I guess I'm the optimist looking at it and saying, boy, I watch him play. They play hard. And the goalie's a, a huge, huge part of what's going to happen here. And some of the kids coming up, my force that comes back from injury, maybe he picks it up. And, and the, the other key guy is, and we mentioned time and again, Morgan Frost. And I'm like, I watch him some nights. I go, wow, what a good skilled playmaker. And I don't want to make fun of analytics. However, when I read the analytics on him after a game, and it says it looked like he's a, a the world champion, then I, but I watched the game, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't see it. No. But he drives numbers he as as much as anything, and he's critical. If the you know, to, I just wish he could. I, I always thought he could get their power play going, and it doesn't look like that's going to be it, man. And we've talked about this all year. If the goaltending stands up, and they're their power play goes, I think they really can, even if they make a move, hang in in the playoff position. Whatever the case, it's going to go to the wire. 
100%. And that's going to be helpful in just terms of fan interest going in late into the season. Yeah, it is not going to be a lock, especially if these teams behind them pick up even some sort of steam going forward. And you mentioned the schedule the rest of the way. Uh-huh. And it starts this weekend because we just saw the Rangers and the Devils last night. The Rangers beat the Devils 5-1. to one. Well, the Flyers will see them <laughs> They beat Saturday. the Devils. That's capital B, capital yeah, E, they, capital A, capital yeah. T. They, they didn't they get their did. first goal until Oof. well after yeah. the game yeah. started. And then you have the Pittsburgh Penguins on Sunday, which – they're a bit of a disaster right now, but you can never write them off. They just appear to be a little lost, so very inconsistent this season. I read an article in Pittsburgh, and they're like, what is going on with the Penguins? They're losing their mind because they have high expectations. But these two games this weekend, they're tough. They're tough, and the Rangers, I mean, they can look like a wagon, and they look like a wagon right now, and they run over people too. And it's the Rangers, so it's a big deal. Uh, and it's na- you know, we're not doing the game because it's national yep. TV both on national TV. So it's a big weekend. Um, it's a, it, it's a spotlight weekend against those two teams. You know, if you told Flyers fans all season long, you're going to play 82 games and 41 of them against the Rangers and 41 against the Penguins. They, okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what we want to see. But you know, Pittsburgh's like, you know, if they miss the playoffs again with Sidney Crosby, it's like, then, then it's, it's like, racing his career. Oh, yeah. It's like, what is he going to do? Is he going to want to stay there? I mean, I guess he's a penguin for life, but my God, you're going to want to go through this with all older players and you're not going, getting going. So, I mean, the, the, the good part is Flyers play very well there against Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and uh, it brings out the best in them too. But this is a... If the Flyers ever were able to get through both... The, if they get three out of four points in this weekend, I think I would say... They're in. <laughs> I agree. And then everybody would tell me I'm crazy because of what's coming up. But I think if they could get the three three or four, that would be, to me, that's that would be terrific to get that. I totally agree. It just proves that you can play with the best, which they have all year. Oh, yeah. Very rarely have they gotten run out. That's why that stadium series was so disappointing because they just looked so much slower than the Devils the entire game. And when they would get momentum, they would lose it right away. And it just, it wasn't the game that we characteristically have seen from the Flyers all year. No, it wasn't, and the, and you saw from the and you saw why Devils fans are out of their minds on why don't you fix the defense when you see a team that can scoot like that, and then you see the Flyers had to follow like they had to follow a Hathaway game plan in that game uh, to get get to things hang. Yeah, yeah to hang in there and to to get things done, and that's a guy that uh, that's another reason you know I think under the radar kind of a guy that if Lawton does end up going, I think Hathaway's far more important than a lot of people expect in that in that room and just on the ice. 100%. He's that veteran presence, the reason they brought him in. He had an awesome quote the other day in an athletic article by Kevin Kurz. And he said, it's the guys banding together knowing there is only one way to get into the playoffs, playing the right way, playing the hard way, playing the way we've been playing all season long, basically saying there is one way to do this. And right now we're doing it. And kind of admitting to me when I read that, I was like, that's admitting, all right, we don't have the skill that these other teams have. We've been saying that all year. They're missing superstars. But if we play this way, we believe we're getting yeah. in. <clears throat> and that's a very, <clears throat> so we've said it from the beginning, that's a difficult way to play the whole Consistently. way. Oh, it, it, it's grinding. And, and especially grinding when teams pick up their game, their uh, skill, their, their uh, speed. Flyers have been pretty fast in terms of transition, move the puck. But um, when other teams then pick up their game, that's when it's really hard to play that game. It's exhausting to play that game. Mm-hmm. And, and I think right now they've got a line. And, you know, I like the way Tortorella shuffles his lines, get guys in, pay links become more important in Big it. Big time. 
Um, it looks like Cates has sort of refound his game a little bit, uh, and that would be important coming down. Those are the guys that help you kind of grind away at that game. And then you're relying on Konechny to be Panarin mm-hmm. when that happens. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. But I remember, because we've said this all year long, where we said, all right, they have to play this way, right? How long can they keep this up? And truthfully to me, when they had that skid going into the All-Star break, I said, all right, you know, that's it. They've played this hard as long as they possibly can. It was a great run. It was so fun. But we've seen where they've run into the wall and they can't overcome it. But now here we are, 25 games remaining, and they're right back where they need to be. Yeah. So I, I'm no longer questioning how long can they keep this up playing no, this way. because the wall's got holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what's happened. And they, and they managed to bounce back. I mean, it's a big jump from last year. You, you mentioned number of wins. You're going to match the number of wins. So, yeah. So, I mean, you, yeah, that's a that's a – that's unbelievable. I mean, you look at Coach of the Year candidates. To me, there's two, Tockett out in Vancouver, and they're sliding now, mm-hmm. and Tortorella. 100%. Uh, so, I mean, that's how good a job has been done here. Yes. So, like we like to say always, the, I don't want to say the vibes are really high, yeah. but they're getting back up where they need to be. They are. Yeah. They're getting back up, and it's a you know big weekend coming up. A big uh, you know, The place will be packed on one weekend game. Then they come back on, they play St. Louis, I think. I think it was St. Louis on Monday, and they I think that's the gritty uh, earmuff, earmuff night. Got the lightning coming up. My God. Oh, and boy. It's like, uh, yeah. All the calendar's con- not looking so pretty, it, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, you look beyond this weekend. Like, I know we'd feel everybody will feel better if they get two, three points out of this weekend. Then you look ahead and you go, wow. Don't hold look your at, breath. Look at this. Look, and, and then there's teams, like, all all thinking that they're going to get in the playoffs. So we're going to you know, fortify themselves. So it's just hang in. Just don't get shut out this weekend, and all these hopes will drop again. Yes. So just, it's a really, we'll see what happens this weekend. Buckle up. It's going to be interesting. Tuning into South Philly Socks, Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP and Jackie and you. See you.